Hello and welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Reboot Season 2, Episode 3, Roulette Wheel and Wire. The original air date for this episode was October 13th, Friday the 13th, 2017. It was directed by Dwayne Clark, who's done... Mostly TV lately. He had done some Hawaii Five O's mm-hmm. and CSIs. He also directed a feature called Bitter Harvest in 1993, mm-hmm. which, if you'll recall, was the name of a MacGyver episode on the original series. Yeah. Um, well, I also like that he did the, a lot of episodes of the 13 series, which I have not seen. But my first connection with that was the video game 13. That's based on the same graphic novel. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, they they they, they did a video game in the cel shaded graphic novel style. Oh, cool. And then they made a series out of it. So I was kind of curious. I might I might check that out afterwards. Yeah. Um, and it was written by Justin Listen, whose mm-hmm. IMDb page is just this and a short called, like, Happy Birthday or something yeah. like that. So I bet this was um, either a spec or... Or it's possible that he's been on the writing team and just this just is his first thing in? that he got credit on. Mm. Um, but either way, I actually like this episode. Yeah, uh, I have to admit, they they stepped up their game. Yeah, this, and... is, this is the best episode of this season so far by yeah. a long shot. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, why don't we describe the episode yeah, in brief? We'll get, we'll, we'll get into yeah, what yeah. we like about it. Um, in this episode, the team must break into a secure casino vault in order to hijack some diamonds that are going to be used uh, to purchase weapons. Right. We'll, and it's, we'll get into that. But. It's kind of an homage to the heist episode, which mm-hmm. is season one, episode five of the original series, wherein um, a guy is basically laundering money in the form of stolen diamonds. Mm-hmm. Um and using a casino. And using, using his own casino in the Virgin Islands. Um, but uh, the the plot here is really complicated, and uh, I feel like none of it seems extraneous or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we start with our cold open. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they are in, uh, uh, where are they? Uh, Siberian, Siberian tundra. Siberian tundra, right. And temperature is unbearable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a fun opening gambit of... Uh, Jack and MacGyver arguing over whether or not he should use pieces of his dad's watch to complete the MacGyverism right. of having transformed this uh, snowmobile into a radio. Um, I feel like this is also, like, should have been played up a little bit more at the end of the episode, should have been buttoned, in that he finds, like, a, a, a gear with numbers on it. Right, yeah. Um, and it, it's such a quick thing that happens that if you if you tune it out for just a second, you won't remember it. Right. And it's never brought up again in the episode of, like, this is, like, a pretty significant thing. But it also seems weird that it's taken until this moment for him to notice that when we've yeah. already seen him taking the watch apart mm-hmm. to look for clues. And then there's these numbers that are stamped big enough for us to read it on camera. Right. And it's like, you should have seen that before, probably, right? I mean, well, it's possible that the the gear were in a different orientation, Oh, maybe he maybe he flipped it when he was taking it apart and putting it back together. Well, no, so much like that the because the gear was like half inside this other plate, so it's possible that in the gear rotation the numbers were concealed. Oh, okay. Possible. Sure. Um, Yeah. No, that makes sense. I'll buy that. But in the meantime, uh, while Jack was attempting to get rescue by uh, putting an SOS and rocks up on the yeah on the surface because they're in a cave. mm Hmm. Uh. He, he ran out of rocks because he made the S too big. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, MacGyver has been taking apart a snowmobile in order to build a radio. Right. Uh, and it's like, okay, like, I feel that there might be enough parts in a snowmobile to build a radio. Sure. And I, and I like the bits and pieces that we see of, like, him using, like, the RPM is, like, how you tune in the dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, you know, this is where again where he finds the piece because he needs a piece of metal to bridge these connectors, and he Jack says, "Use your watch." Um, but he's like, every single piece of this watch could be a clue. Yeah. So I don't want to take it apart, but you know what? I could use that light over there. So yeah, they use a light instead. Uh, no, he actually does use the watch winding. Oh, did he? He uses the watch, the winder. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the the crown to uh connect the connect two the things yeah. i don't it doesn't show that he takes it back right which i would hopefully I would, yeah hopefully he, he would do that right away um and so they activate the radio and they get they manage to get maddie on the line immediately she's like took you guys long enough um they also get a flyover some other pilot who says 
Yeah, we see a SO comma. Because yeah. <laughs> Jack's SO. Someone wrote sulfur dioxide in the snow here. Um, but I thought it was also weird that, like, obviously the pilot saw, saw it, something. Saw but, something. But it was literally that the second S was so bad that he was like, they're probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> So, it seems like an easy so fix. So what? You take a couple of the rocks out of the O and make the O smaller mm-hmm. and then finish the second S. Yeah, but he was, he was cold because he, Jack was cold because he can't feel his butt. Right. He's like frozen, free, they're freezing to death. And then speaking of his butt, mm-hmm. we cut directly to uh, a room in a hospital where yeah. Jack is getting shots in the butt for frost butt. Yeah. Um, and the, then they have a briefing. The whole team is in there with his butt hanging out. Yeah. There's a weird line from Bozer. Like, his, like, his voice kind of changes, where he goes, My eyes! Um, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Was that Bozer's voice? Uh, uh, they they all walk in. They're all kind of having a good laugh at Jack's butt, um, for some reason. Right. <laughs> um, and, oh, and then we get a line from, uh, from Maddie, who says, oh, it's nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah. Which is the first, like, clearer reference to them having had a relationship in the past. Exactly. And then and then Jack says, like, oh, can we not get into that right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, the mission, the new mission, as we know, is uh, we actually reference the Ten of Spades again that apparently Cage has been getting information from. Yeah. Including a lead on a terrorist organization known as Red Fist. And they have footage of Red Fist's recent activity of stealing diamonds from stores. Right. And they plan to use these diamonds to purchase weapons to finance their next major thing, which they don't know what it is yet. Right. And now I thought that they were laundering the diamonds through the casino, but I guess they're just storing them. They just them. happen to be, yeah, doing the, the transfer there. Yeah, they're just doing this transfer there. Um, so the mission is break into the casino vault, steal the diamonds back. Right. Um, again, we said like this is pretty much what the heist story was. Yeah. Was stealing that? Were they were were they blood diamonds in the heist? Um, or conflict diamonds. They could have been blood diamonds. I just remember that the guy who who took them was working on behalf of a charity mm-hmm. that they were supposed to be sold for charity. I thought okay. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Cause, cause the accountant Sims, I remember, I remember Daniel Sims. Yeah. Cause I remember like, you're an accountant Sims, figure it out. Yeah. Was that after he shot him or right before? <laughs> right before. And then he does a, <laughs> <laughs> Vernon Wells, friend of the show. He's great. It's so great. Um, so, in order to get into the casino, they all need cover identities. Right. Uh, I don't really know why. I guess it makes it more I, interesting. It's, yeah, it's just a, it's just an Ocean's Eleven type. Like, yeah. This is fun. Um, but, um, so MacGyver is Luke Arrington, who's mm-hmm. an arms dealer with money to burn. Yeah. Riley is Emma Castillo, who is a notorious drug lord's girlfriend who's notorious in her own right for traveling with half her wardrobe, mm-hmm. which should make it easier for her to smuggle in all the things she needs. Yeah, but it's like laptop? <laughs> right, but she, yeah, well, there's other equipment in yeah. the room, but it's like, if she's famous for not bringing that many clothes anywhere, then isn't it a problem that she's suddenly bringing in, like, four bags no, of computers? no, no. no. She is notorious for bringing all of her clothes. Oh, okay. So she, if she has lots of luggage, it's not suspicious. But she only had one outfit for the whole episode. Uh, yes. I guess it takes place over a small enough amount of time that she would only be wearing one. Well, and she only has the outfit when she first enters, because she never leaves the hotel room otherwise. That's true. Until the very end. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Bozer is uh, Chet Walker, mm-hmm. who's a money laundering bad boy looking to spend some <laughs> ill-gotten gains. I like that you're verbatim. You yep, the, the... I got it all typed out here. Um, Cage is Francesca Moretti, who is the heir apparent to a Sicilian crime family who may or may not be here to make someone disappear. Uh, most of these don't even get brought up, and it's yeah, not yeah. like when you go and check in at a hotel, you have to tell them your backstory. It's more like a like a murder dinner theater thing mm-hmm. where you have to like you you know your backstory and if it comes up you'll tell people right um and then uh jack is uh, ernie bung who is a <laughs> disgraced accountant known for his questionable bookkeeping <laughs> i don't know mean i don't know if that means that he was like laundering money or and got caught apparently or, i would guess or, or that he's just a really bad cpa yeah <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> these book these records are terrible yeah 
so Jack is uh, obviously really upset with his character of Ernie Bung. Yeah, mostly the name, I think, bothers him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Maddie informs them that uh, cover IDs don't grow on trees and that they need to take and, a bath. And she throws another one at him, like, uh, oh, you could have been a, a chef who specializes in illegal bushmeat bush or something like that. And he's like, I don't know, bushmeat was illegal. <laughs> he's got really funny lines in this episode. Yeah. I really like the dialogue, like, throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this, uh, he, he, Jack is great in this episode. Yeah, and him and, and Mac, like, bouncing off of each other. It's it's really, really yeah. solid. Like, Justin, you knocked it out of the park, because this is really funny. Uh, the, we open with them needing to get a keycard access. So, Riley and Mac uh, distract a maintenance man with a difficult situation where uh, they were getting romantic in their bedroom. And, and were MacGyver using... was handcuffed to a bed, mm-hmm. but they lost the keys to it. Yeah. Uh, so while the maintenance man is attempting to pick Mac's handcuffs, uh, Riley grabs his key and makes a copy of it. Right. Meanwhile, downstairs, Jack is just kind of like moving from table to table when he sees a woman arrive with a huge security detail. Right. And, uh, they don't quite know who it is, but they know it's someone who's important. At this point, I'm assuming this is like the, the Catelyn character of this episode, but it turns out she's... Is she the owner of the hotel as well, well as the security she, advisor? She calls the casino her, her hotel. Casino, yeah, her, yeah. But but they just say that she's head of security. Yeah. But we never see the casino. Maybe she just takes a real ownership role in, in the home, yeah. like keeping it safe. She's she's hands on. Yeah. Uh, so Jack tries to snap a picture of her by pretending to take a selfie, but he's immediately caught. caught yeah. Uh, and the actress here playing, uh, the, who we'll find out is Vera Kazakova. Mm-hmm. The actress's name is Carolina Wydra. Um, she was Chloe on the new season of Twin Peaks, um, Violet on True Blood, Mara Paxson on Justified, which if you haven't seen it is a really cool show. Yeah. And uh, she played Dominica House yeah. on House, which is, she was House's wife in the last two seasons of the show. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was a sham marriage for her Right, she was card. Ukrainian and... Uh, as a result of marrying her for her citizenship, mm-hmm. uh, she's like cooks and cleans for him or yeah, something. Yeah. Did you watch House? I didn't. I just read into it last. Oh, night. okay. I was gonna say I was, I'm very impressed with your with your <laughs> with your house knowledge. I know my house. I got the house knowledge from actually watching the show. Well, and I was super. Turns impressed. out you didn't need to waste all that time. <laughs> yeah, you could have just looked up the house wiki last night like I did. <laughs> uh, so while the guard is questioning Jack, MacGyver needs to move in to. Uh, to get the guard off of him. Right. So he steals a stun gun from one of the security guards. Which is all they have on the floor, I guess. Yeah. I thought it was a real gun. That's what it looked like at first. Yeah. But then he, like, tucks coins into it so that it changes the point of contact for... Mm -hmm. And he just walks by a slot machine and taps it. Right. Which I think on, like, a regular, like, digital machine might work, but this looks like an analog, like, you have to tap the buttons when the things are in line, Mm -hmm. and the guy hits the buttons when all the sevens are in a row, so it seems like this wouldn't have been a payout based on what MacGyver did at all, like, Mm -hmm. the guy just happened to hit a jackpot at the same time, unless it just automatically, whatever you land on, it dumps out a crap load of money. Including sevens. as soon as all this money starts coming out, the guard is distracted from Jack and... Mm-hmm. And goes to approach the jackpot. Yeah, Jack grabs his uh, chips from the table, and uh, everyone kind of continues on where they're going. Uh, this also buys Bozer time to. Uh, now, is this where he's wearing the beard? The beard, yeah, the Bozer beard. Which he was just in this lobby like 20 minutes ago, and then he went upstairs and he came back and he's wearing a beard. Mm-hmm. This should have fooled as many people as uh, Kelly in that Twice Stung episode when he yeah. just suddenly is wearing a beard. Yeah, it was. Uh, he didn't need the beard, though. He could have just looked the same. Yeah, like, I mean... Otherwise, wear the beard when you first check in. Yeah, because at this point, if, if Bozer's part of the plan was to infiltrate as a maintenance person, then they shouldn't have had him being so flamboyantly obvious on the way into the casino. Yeah, his character shouldn't have been Chet Walker, or it could have been Chet Walker, famous maintenance person. Yeah, or just guest. Yeah. Like, why, is he, why do they have to be famous? Is this like a... They never really established that this casino is, like, super villain hell- heaven. But well, it, they do a little bit later when they get up to the penthouse. That's true. That's true. Um, so he gets down into the security room and taps in for Riley. 
however, Riley is shocked to find out that the system isn't the system they thought it was. Right. It's been completely updated. Like in the last two weeks, they've mm-hmm. overhauled the entire security system. Uh, which kind of seems crazy for some of that stuff to have done, been done in two weeks. The safe and everything. Yeah, I don't know if the vault could have been completed in two weeks. That's yeah, because you have to lot. like make a hole in the building to get that vault in. Yeah. Um, so she starts going over the new security uh, that's been in place, including the new vault, which is almost completely titanium, right. with the exception of uh, ballistics armor. That's way stronger yeah, it's, than titanium. It's all armor plating. Which uh, then Cage says, oh, so you're saying it could survive a tank? And then MacGyver says, it could survive a nuclear blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a code that changes every 30 seconds that's tied directly to the uh, Vera Kazakova. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Vera Kazakova's phone. She's the only it's one It's a nine-digit code. Yeah. Um, he also has an iris scanner. So... Without her, there's almost no way to penetrate this vault. Right. But Weber informs them that they're going to need to because there's a WMD that is now in play. Right. And we're also getting little cuts of smirks between MacGyver and Cage because I think they're trying to play up the flirtatiousness of their relationship. Right. Without them actually saying anything flirtatious to each other. Right, right. Um, We also get a quick insert after Riley says that um, Vera Kazakova is former GRU of Cage going, huh, like upset about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it right now. Cage is GRU. Really? And she was, she's here to infiltrate Phoenix, but this could be like in the original series where like every female agent that was supposed to like turn MacGyver in, it's like a James Bond situation where they have a change of heart because they come right. to love the team. So I feel like they're going to get more and more hints that she's a bad guy and it's going to turn out she's, she wants to turn double agent. Hmm. Okay. Interesting that, call. That, that's my theory at this point. I don't trust her. I'll admit that I don't trust her. Right. There's definitely something that she's hiding, but they're hitting it so hard now yeah. that I don't think that's the surprise. Yeah. Uh, so Cage is actually even upset. She wants to know why they didn't know about these upgrades before they came in. Uh, but that's when they mentioned the two weeks that it all had just been done in the right, last yeah. two weeks. Um it's also weird because Riley says that all she has access to are the cameras, mm-hmm. but somehow she knows like the chemical makeup of the safe and yeah. the nine-digit two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you know all that if you if all you have are the cameras? Is that all? all is there a camera well, pointed at that? Well, clearly titanium. <clears throat> I can tell from here. Yeah. Uh, so next, so next, the plan has to change. They have to get the codes and get her iris. Well, they can't get her eye. Right, so both are... <laughs> which Jack suggests. Yeah. Oh, it's easy. You just rip her eye out of her head. <laughs> He's like, I watched this movie where the hero ripped an eye out. I don't think that was the hero. <laughs> yeah. I think you're thinking of the Avengers. And Loki was a bad guy. Uh, so they say that they can. what they can do with the iris is if they can get a high-resolution photo, Bozer can fake it. Right. And MacGyver has a plan to get the codes by cloning uh, Vera's phone. Right. But I think part of why um, the iris scanning is special is because it's not just a photograph. It needs to be able to see layers of your eye. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think like you could use a two-dimensional image of an eye. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because the point is that it's supposed to like literally scan it with light that is penetrating the layers of the mm-hmm. eye. So I'm not sure if a photograph would work. Maybe it would, or maybe a picture was enough for them to recreate what the eye right. would look like. Um, and, I mean, is iris scanning preferred to retinal scanning? I don't know. Because retinal scanning is, is scanning the, the, the orientation of the veins of the back of your eye, which you could not get easily from a photograph. From, photog- right. from a photograph. Um, uh, and, you know, your iris changes shape all the time. I think it would be really difficult to... Uh, That's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it. Maybe it was just the casino's fault for choosing iris scanning over retinal scanning. Yeah. They were like, this is like half as much. They're both eye things, right? Yeah. I wanted to just go full on facial recognition at that yeah. point. Um. So, well, anyway, they need to get a picture of the iris, and yeah, so that a blonde lady that's like four inches taller can't walk in and open your safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe they should have facial recognition. Uh, so, uh, Jack. His new job is to flirt with Kazakova and get Which close Which is his enough. specialty. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and she immediately starts, whether, well, whether or not she starts to fall for, but she's at least interested in hearing Jack out with his backwoods charm. I think this whole scene is really funny. Yeah. Like, legitimately funny, him hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And, like, Maddie's like, well, you know, you realize you can't just, this woman is, like, a trained specialist. You can't just walk up and say howdy. And he's like, howdy. Howdy do. <laughs> like, just like, I don't care what you say. I know what works and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it totally seems like it is working. And even at the end, he's like, oh, man, MacGyver, after we steal all this woman's diamonds, I'm totally going to go for this for real. I think I'm in love, man. Well, and that's and that's what's great, because he's not lying. Yeah. Like, he's, you know, he, he's lying, but he's not acting any different than he would... Because he likes that she's, like, fighting back with him about yeah. it. So, uh, his last-ditch thing was to get the copy of the phone, so he hands her a business card. Right. And which gets his... His hand is hand close enough to where her cell phone is mm-hmm. that they're able to clone the whole thing. Exactly. So now they have access to the same nine-digit code. And they also now have the iris. So Bozer makes a pair of contact lenses for Cage. Right. I keep wanting to say Gage. <laughs> it is Cage, Like Phineas right? Cage? Yeah, it is Cage, right? Yes, is it he? is Cage. Okay. Um, Just pretend she's Nicolas Cage and you will never forget her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just replace her with him in every episode <laughs> in your head. She does a good job in this episode. Yeah. And she was totally useful. Mm-hmm. Like, the episode made good use of every character in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, except for the fake beard on Bozo. Right, but still, that's his thing, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the fact Makeup. that he had it, it's within the story. Everyone, like leaned into their specialty which mm. doesn't happen all the time sometimes everyone's specialties get traded around yeah but riley's hacking the whole time he's working on disguises the whole time and macgyver and jack and and cage, cage are, are like infiltrating because yeah. they're the spies uh we don't see how cage gets into the basement i, I, I imagine she that, had to do something like complicated for them to be as upset as they are yeah i mean because somehow she got into the basement. They already said that uh, Bozer's card would not work. Yeah. Um, so somehow she got... Somehow she got down there. Yeah. Uh, and she manages to use the fake irises to get to the vault room. And she has the nine-digit code because of the, the phone clone. Mm-hmm. But they weren't counting on an extra level of security, which is that the phone needs to be with her right. at all times. And so immediately the alarms go off and right. the security team is on her. And I love that she commits to being captured by eating her earpiece. Yeah. Like, she's like, well, I like, can't be found yeah, with this. The, yeah, exactly. And apparently that's the only thing that's, that is incriminating that's on her person. So mm-hmm. she just swallows it. Um, and so she's incommunicado and there's also no cameras in the basement. So they have no idea what's going on with her. Exactly. Um, and she gets cornered by, um, Vera who's saying, how did you get down here? What are you doing in this room? And she's leaning into her cover, which is like, do you know who my father is? Like, Mm -hmm. I was just trying to find a bathroom. The signage here is so confusing. Yeah. But the signage line is later because that's when Jack's around. But, uh, Vera doesn't buy it because she notices her eyes. Right. And she very aggressively rips the contact lens. Yeah, she like out of her pinches eyes. the contact lens right off of her eye. Um, it was like, oh god. Um, and uh, so uh, the rest of the team gathers to continue the operation without her because they're hoping that she can fend for herself. Right. Um, Riley's download of the phone also includes uh, some physical structure st- structural changes, including a secret passageway from the penthouse. Out of the building, but happens to go th- through the vault. Right. Room. Which yeah. I thought was like, oh, all right, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Because. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, look at the original heist episode. Yeah. It was literally like they went through the adjoining door between two suites, and but, one room was like the vault literally just opens up on strings when you walk in. Yeah. I mean, uh, my problem with it was that. The it was penta- too convenient? Well, the penthouse is on the 50th floor. Right. And there's a passageway from the penthouse down to the basement. So there are 50 floors of stairs that go from the penthouse down to the basement. Yeah, that's a little wonky. Um, he should be more winded when he gets down there. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, and there might be an elevator, but they never indicate that there is. Yeah. This building has a lot of elevators, by the way. Like, there's that's like, true. There's like a, there's, oh, this private elevator, because they, they go in, the, the Red Fist later goes into an elevator and they have no idea where it goes. Right. Um, uh, so, 
they find the secret passageway, so they need to get into the penthouse. Lucky for them, they find out that the penthouse isn't booked. Right. I thought that that meant that they were going to book it. <laughs> but what it seems to mean is that they're just going to break into it yeah. since there's no one occupying it. Yeah. I feel like if they book it, they book the, the suite with like the secret room in the <laughs> the secret passage through, they'd be like, uh, yeah, no, that's reserved for someone. Yeah. And then they'd be like, well, it says here in your computer that we've hacked into that it's <laughs> not booked. It's like, yeah, no, it's never booked because that's the point. Yeah. Uh, so Jack and Mac make their way to the penthouse only to find out that the reason it's not booked is because there's an... High-stakes op- gambling. Yeah, high-stakes VIP poker game, which I thought was a nice twist. Yeah. It was like they break in and there was a room full of people, so they immediately start having to play <laughs> Jack's like, this is going to be so easy, like really loud, and then he looks yeah. over and there's people all over the place. Well, which plays into what he might be doing next in that he might be saying that... Yeah, it might I'm going to rip all these fools off. Yeah. Um, so Jack comes up with a new idea of Gunnar Snyder, right. a beef jerky magnate, <laughs> and then so Phoenix immediately has to backfill this whole thing in yeah. all of like the international uh, databases. Yeah, and then also transfer 500k to because uh, that's the the buy-in is 500. He's like, what is the what's the buy-in up here? And he's like 500. He's like 500, huh? That low? <laughs> and he's like 500 thousand. He's like, oh okay, yeah, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> Because I have to make a quick call to my bank here. <laughs> and then MacGyver calls back and he's like, yeah, so uh, we have a problem. Ernie is uh, gambling again. Or yeah, not, Gunner. Gunner, yeah. And his, his cover name is Randall or sometimes known as Squeaky. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is my assistant, Randy. <laughs> uh, so the only thing that they don't – so MacGyver needs to find the secret door. Right. And he says that you know the room is full of people. I can't just go around like pulling on stuff until I find it. But they mentioned that it has a magnetic lock. Right. And so he sees they had a, um, a magnetic bottle opener mm-hmm. on the counter at the bar in the back of the room. And so he snags that up, and then he gets to work making a compass so that he can find the magnet in the wall. Right. And this is the same – well, it's not the same, but it's similar to the compass that's in the opening now, the new opening. Right. In the new opening, they show him uh, making a – a magnet with a like an orange slice or a lemon slice. Yeah, um, it's hard to tell because the colors washed out in the opening credits. Um, but this seems to be like used now. Yeah, like, and I don't know if what what is first. A, what does he use as the pin here? Um, he there's like a one of those. Uh, it, it's something that you put in a shaker to shake it up to stir it up. Oh, okay. it, it, it's some, it's a big piece of coil. Uh, okay, something like and that. he cuts that off. He, he cuts like a piece of metal off and of that. And then straightens it. He straightens it. He rubs it on the magnet of yeah. the bottle opener to, to make to, it a magnet. magnetize it. And then he asks for a twist of lemon. And so when they give it to him, he stabs the new magnet through mm-hmm. that so that he can walk around the room and just right. kind of hold his glass near a wall so, until it points at a magnet. Correct. And he finds it at a at a bookshelf. Unfortunately, before he can open it, uh, Vera arrives because who's now heard the Ernie Bung backstory mm-hmm. and. Sits down at the table, pretending like she's just going to gamble with everybody. Yeah, she um she asks for a picture of everyone who's checked in within thirty minutes of Cage. Right. And they found she saw Ernie was among them, and yeah. she goes, "Okay, I want to know where this guy is right now." Um. So she joins the poker game as uh uh to try to taunt Jack into revealing some information. And when uh, Jack can't cover his bet and he goes all in. That's when she reveals that she has Cage, and now, you know, basically implying that she's going to kill her. Yeah, and then Jack just does a full-on table flip. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, well, crap. And uh, MacGyver is just seizing the opportunity to bust into the secret passage because he's found it already. Yeah, and he's hesitant to leave Jack, but he knows that this is the opportunity. And Riley kind of encourages him, like, Jack can handle himself. Yeah. Uh, So MacGyver makes his way down to the vault. But he does not need to break into the vault because Red Fist is already there. With yeah, the vault they're doing open. the trade, so he doesn't need to figure out a way into it. So the diamonds Yet. are being transferred now. So Vera now questions Jack uh, about any of the people that entered around the same time as yeah, him. Yeah, they have Cage. him sitting down at the table with Cage mm-hmm. in the basement. and uh, Cage <laughs> is still playing up her character. Yeah, she's like, the signage here is so confusing. He's like, signage? What are you, what are you talking about? She's like, okay, enough. I know you guys are here together. Just yeah. tell me who who else is here with you. And he's flipping through all the pictures and 
he one of the guys looks like John Williams. He's yeah. like, isn't that the guy who wrote Jaws music? Um, I like that he manages to get past Riley um, as far as the photos. Um, but then when he gets to Mac, he flinches. Right. And well, it's also she. She shouldn't have even had to ask him because she was in the room with MacGyver. So yeah. if she's a, if she's worth her salt as a security advisor, she would have seen him in the room and already yeah. known. So she's just checking to see what his reaction is to a team member. Um, so Vera goes looking for Mac. Red Fist, however, isn't leaving the casino. In fact, they're heading up a private elevator to which I assumed was just straight to a helipad. Yeah. Because they're talking about trying to tag vehicles on the way out of the hotel. Mm-hmm. But they start going up. So b- before Riley can track where that elevator goes, security discovers her and kicks her off the network. Right. Uh, not enough to figure out where they were, apparently, but yeah. enough to get her off the network. And so, so MacGyver's only choice is to chase the elevator. Right. Which he does by taking, like, a sign. Yeah. And he pries open, he the, pries the, open the elevator doors with it and then hooks it onto the bottom of the elevator mm-hmm. as it's going up. Yeah. It just rides it up 50 floors. Yeah. So MacGyver here is, does not have the same fear of heights. Yeah. That Richard Dean Anderson's well, we, we've seen Richard Dean Anderson in the Eraser. He That's climbs true. up that elevator shaft. But he, I think it was like three floors. Yeah, but when he gets off the elevator shaft, he kind of does that. Oh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Riley, in order to get cameras, hacks the TV. Yeah, because they get kicked off of the network. So now she just pushes like three buttons on the remote in the in their hotel room, and suddenly it's a camera pointed out of every other TV in the mm-hmm. hotel. Um. God, I mean, I, I know modern TVs, a lot of modern TVs have cameras on them now. Yeah. But that's weird. Yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it's improbable. Yeah. Especially in the room, like in the secret important rooms, mm-hmm. that they would have a camera pointed at, like, illegal activity going on. Uh, Jack and Cage come up with a plan, uh, and uh, they position themselves. Jack says, you know, could you back up a little bit, because I'm going to need some room for this. Yeah. Jack does, like, a full tumble all the way upside down and then fakes a seizure. Yeah. So Kate calls for the guard, which gives uh, her time to knock the guard out. Yeah, she jumps up on her feet and then runs backward toward a wall to shatter her chair Mm -hmm. that she's tied to. And then she knocks the guard out and gets the keys to the handcuffs. And she twists her handcuffs broken free. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty cool move. It was a cool move. I don't know how that would work unless you had, like... Hulk strength. Yeah, I mean, I guess but it was just it putting was the torque on it. Yeah. But, um, uh, but then this bothered me. But they both grab guns, and the, <laughs> they don't use them. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so uh, she grabs one gun, and then Jack says, "Oh, hey, you know, make get one for me. I want to make sure that there's enough for everybody." Yeah, um, I wanted to make sure you brought enough for the whole class. Um, and so she just grabs like a, a hideout pistol. It's a lot smaller. Yeah. And he's upset about how he's small like, oh, you gun. call this a gun. So MacGyver has ridden up to the 50th floor. The elevator's gone up to the 50th. So he right. has to get out on the 49th um, and uh, make his way up to the next floor, which it seems like he climbs up like a lot more floors with his vacuum cleaner suit. Yeah, well, the shot from outside the hotel is pretty wide, mm-hmm. and we don't see any other shattered windows, so I don't know where he busted out. Yeah, and I also don't know what's powering these vacuum cleaners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what is uh, what is powering the suction of this uh, of this suit, Charlie? It's a vacuum, Max! It's a vacuum! <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, there's no way that these are battery-run vacuums. Yeah. Um, and there's no way a battery-run vacuum would have... That. Maybe he made some, uh, what are those jars? Laden jars, a electric jar. So he probably threw some uh, electricity out, and uh, or he threw some jars out and caught some electricity to power both of these vacuums. All right. Even though it was barely enough to charge a cell phone before. Yeah, it wasn't enough to charge Huge a cell jars. phone. Um, also, he made... Not some... enough suction power to lift a person either, I don't think. Yeah. Although it is two vacuums. It's two vacuums together, yeah. He also makes a, a bottle of purple stuff. Oh, does he really? <laughs> I would have gone with Sunny D, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses purple stuff, which is apparently explosive. And apparently that's how he blew out the glass from his egress point. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. didn't he already have to blow up one of these windows? Wouldn't they uh, have heard it? Because they hear it really loud when exactly. he's busting back in. Um, that's that's my only minor complaint about this episode. It's like, wait, where did he come from? And what's powering these? And yeah. It was a little odd. Yeah. I mean, they could have shown a cord 
dangling because he only needed to go up one floor, which is you know ten fifteen feet. Yeah. So I can believe that a vacuum cleaner cord that actually would have been really feet. funny if like you see him like almost to the next floor and you see this cord like struggling like, at a power outlet. Yeah. Like this is literally as far as you can go up. Because he's one floor down. Uh, or you have two cords and one of them gets unplugged, so he's... Oh, yeah, yeah he like, loses he's... his power on one side. Like, he just had, like, a vacuum stroke. Uh... <laughs> 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 that, that took a minute. That took a minute for that to sink in. I was like, one side? That's that's terrible. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Jack and Cage get into position, and... They await the uh, the signal, which is the purple stuff exploding the glass. Yeah. So, explosion happens. MacGyver jumps in. Cage and Jack move in. And they Cage all... Cage and Jack. Yeah. It sounded like you are saying, like, Cage and Jack. Cage and Jack. I guarantee. Uh, Yo, from Treeport! <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Jack just made a huge comment about wanting a gun... And we specifically saw Cage grab a gun. Give him this tiny gun, yeah. Yeah, and this whole next scene is nothing but punches. Yeah. They don't shoot anybody. But then we cut to Vera saying, shots fired. Well, she I think she was referring to the explosion. Yeah, that but... That blasted open the window. But that's but not she, shots fired. Yeah, that's true. She should know the difference. Um, and uh, so during the fight, though, in the, in the suite, um, the guy selling the WMD activates it. Because I guess he figures he's not going down easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they get away, basically. Like, they activate it and leave, don't they? Or are no, all they're, of them all, they're all knocked out. They're all okay. knocked out. Um, so now Mac, Jack, and Cage are left with this bomb, and Mac's only option is to grab the bomb and head down. Right. They're heading back down to the vault. Because if it can withstand a nuclear blast on the outside, maybe it's strong enough to contain one from the inside. Right. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> not answer, how it works. That's not how... When you contain an explosion, you concentrate the force versus a spreading explosion, which all the energy is being relieved in all directions. Right. Um, you know... That's, but either way, the point was that it's a really strong safe, and this is like a half yeah, megaton yeah, yeah. bomb, so potentially, if it could survive a huge blast, maybe it can prevent mm-hmm. a small blast. Yeah. Um also, it's actually a plot point in a script that I wrote, so I'm going to defend this point. Oh, okay, okay. Where we had a, a nuclear bomb that was supposed to destroy the moon, and they were like, oh, well, won't your whole facility be destroyed? And he's like, no, this whole thing is, like, nuke-proof. Like, it would take, like, a billion megaton blast for this facility to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so then they realize they just have to close the door while the missile's launching. Uh, it's it's one of these things, though. It's like uh, Armageddon. Right. It's like the guy gives a speech and says he has to put the bomb in the center of the or yeah. as deep as possible right. because because he, the, the guy gives the analogy of you hold a firecracker in your hand and let it go off you burn your hand you but close you your hand around it, it and and you're you're spoon feeding being spoon fed for the rest of your life or yeah. something like that yeah. um, so anyway that's just my my two cents on that also you could argue that um, the bomb would easily eat up all the oxygen and energy needed in that room because um, these nuclear bombs do have a suction. Yeah. Of, of air that needs to fuel some of this reaction. Not all of it, but... Yeah. Um, but so the first step here is to actually get into the safe. Yeah. Um, which which is a pretty crazy thing that I looked up and actually witnessed done. And it's like, that's pretty insane. Um, shrinking the metal? Shrinking the metal. I watched it done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. It was pretty cool. Um... Yeah, they, MacGyver talks about using Lorentz force. And uh, Lorentz force is a property of magnetism that when things are inducted, uh, conductive metals are inducted, it causes an inward force to the center of the magnetism. Um, so uh, in the video I watched, they... We're running out of time, Richard. Why don't you just give it to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the video I watched, they crushed a quarter. Um, so... The circumference of the quarter shrank, but it also bulged out. Okay. Because the the mass can't... Which would be fine in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because the mass can't change, um, and it's right. pretty dense. Right, it just dense, needs to reappropriate them but, different... But it, it, the, the magnetic field collapses it. Yeah. It tries to make it spherical. Right. That, that's the, the basics. It's like those grenades that they're hucking around in that Thor movie. Where yeah. The, the guards are all getting sucked into a ball. Yeah, exactly. 
So um, he rigs up, you know, a basic attempt to create this force, which would require the 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 item in question to be wrapped in a electromagnetic coil, right? Which is what he tries to do, and he's got the roulette wheels, and he tries to. It, it works. It works. Yeah. I I will the say the core concept makes that, sense. That in the realm, in the world of MacGyver, and the things that we've seen MacGyver BS his way through in the original series and in this one. Yeah. I will buy this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I won't buy, however, that the force needs the metal to be electrically conductive, which titanium is, is barely, barely. Yeah. So and kind of by design because of how it's used. So uh, that part didn't work for me. But honestly, even that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that this safe contained a nuclear blast, even though they put a big hole in the front of it. Yeah, that's true. Um. So, it should have just been like a laser beam of nuclear flame yeah, just like shooting one, out of this hole. Uh, but maybe the hole didn't go the whole way to the inside. It's yeah, just... that's true. Um, so when they get the safe door open, Jack like has a momentary heart attack when he sees all the piles of money that are in there. And he's like, let Papa Jack just have a little. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they don't. They've, this is not the first time we've done this to Jack Dalton. Mm-hmm. Dropped a bomb and a bunch of money. Yeah. But last time it was Bruce McGill's Jack Dalton. But it's like... Just let him take some of the money. Come on. Yeah. It's still money. It's only money, Jack. He could donate it to charity. You don't have to blow it all up. Or at least get that 500k back that he just lost yeah. playing poker. Exactly. Maddie um, would appreciate it. But then, so, the bomb goes off. Everybody gets basically knocked down because yeah. of, like, a, a wave a of energy. Sh- that shock wave. Uh, um, the good of visual effects on the hallway. Yeah, it was because, great. Because it was all CG cracks on the wall, but the debris that they put on the floor sold it. Yeah, um, that, that, that's where the budget for those vacuum cords went in yeah. this explosion. Um, you know, and they, they shook the whole building. Um, uh, great use of sets and props in this yeah, episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I, I, the top notch in this one. And this is a good example of we don't need to be all over the planet for an episode. We can spend the whole thing in one exactly. building. Exactly. And it's a great episode. Um, so... This ending was a little muddled in that Red Fist gets arrested. Okay, why wasn't Vera arrested for assisting in the smuggling of these diamonds? Was she? No, because she, she was, says no. Was she involved? That was her safe. Her safe was wide open. The only yeah, but way they were get, just people that brought their own diamonds. The, to the only hotel. way to get into her safe, she says, is she is the only one who can get into the vault. Maybe the person who owns the hotel is corrupt. And has a way in. Uh, I don't know. She's not there when they're trading the diamonds it's out. It's true. It's true, but she specifically said... So they are better hackers than Riley is, and they figured out a way to get into the safe. All right. But she also was, like, threatening to kill people. Uh, yeah. I mean... That the, happens. I, I don't know. I, I, I was a little uneasy and unsure... About I felt like rolling this. Yeah, I I don't know. I I kind of felt like it was cool that that it was her hotel and she's trying to keep things safe. She doesn't know about all this legal stuff going on. She probably should have been brought in, but they couldn't be sure that she wasn't corrupt, mm. so they didn't bother. But yeah, but everyone's getting arrested and and she basically says, "Hey, so I should be really angry at you mm-hmm. guys for lying to me and breaking into my hotel, but you also saved it from being destroyed." So. Yeah. Thanks for that. I'm giving you ten minutes to leave. Yeah. And then Jack's like, oh, well, then we got nine and a half minutes to get a drink. And she's like, you have ten minutes to leave the country. <laughs> and then MacGyver says something like, you're going to want to send a hazmat team down there. Uh, you don't want uh, anyone to be near that safe. It's going to be radioactive for however many years. And yeah. she's like, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to shoot you. And he's like, no, but I just, uh, okay. <laughs> he just leaves. It's a really funny delivery yeah. from him. And, it's like, uh, all right, she can, she can have it. Yeah. But it's also like, she's kind of saying, hey, I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. I know what happened now, and I'm not going to just walk down there without gloves on. I'm going to wear my nuclear gloves. Yeah. Nuclear vessels. Yes. Huh? Um, the ending uh, scene is uh, very reminiscent of the last week's episode where the gang's all here. Um, they still... They're hanging out at, at the Mac Jack pad. Yeah. they or Mac all... Bowser pad. Mac Bowser pad. But this is also the second time where they've specifically called out Cage as the outsider and then welcomed her into the fold. In the episode, yeah. How many times are you going to welcome her into the fold? Like, you do once. I don't know. How many times is Bowser going to get mad that MacGyver was lying to him? <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. You've been lying to me all this time? Yeah. We, what? We've been, we, been, uh, we covered that a season ago. A season? Uh, 
you know, this is fall. It was, it was summer. <laughs> I love that part in 30 Rock. But in the season finale of 30 Rock, one of them is like, it's been a crazy year, hasn't it, Jack? It's like, Lemon, it's May. <laughs> uh, Such but, a good show. It's leaving it, Netflix soon. Yeah. Everything is. That's true. Uh, so earlier in the episode, they had made reference to the Phoenix being a family. Right. And uh, they couldn't quite place where yeah. Cage fit. Jack is the crazy uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac and Jack are... Mac and Bozer. Are bo- oh, Mac are and bro- Bozer are the brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Riley's like the little sister, and she's like... You rebellious. Keep, yeah, rebellious. She's like, you're going to see how rebellious I could be if you keep talking. And Maddie's the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they've declared, or Mac has declared that she is the quote unquote girl next door. Right. Which is obviously, again, your theory of the love connection. Yeah. But also she's next door. So she's not in the house. Yeah. She's over there on the other side of the planet Mm -hmm. working for Putin. (laughs) Um, everyone's laughing at Jack as he arrives with donuts, not because of the donuts, but because they all have his baby album, I guess. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Um, I guess the, and, and he's upset, not upset about it. Yeah. Um, it's like, I was going to share these donuts with you guys, but now I'm just going to share them with cage. Yeah. Uh, again, like they were just like welcoming her into the group officially. Yeah. Even though it's already happened. Yeah. She twice. came to Chuck E. Cheese with them last week. Mm-hmm. A bunch of adults at Chuck E. Cheese with no kids. But there's no, there's no real serious button. Like, they don't talk about the watch again. Um, I don't know. I feel like it ends just a little too easy. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll forgive that, because this was a fun episode. Yeah, it was. This was a very fun episode. Um, uh, like the few little minor points that we had are pretty nitpicky. But overall, this is just solid storytelling like for simple just it's simple yeah i think that's keep it simple i think what what they need to do is start like scaling down the the scale of the episodes like it needs to just be like this doesn't have to be all over the world and this government and that government and Mm -hmm. these terrorists it's like make it a thing that's happening between 12 people in one place and those have always been fun episodes yeah because then you're focusing on the actual characters and the dynamic between them and the dialogue and everything Mm. but um yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, next week, we're going to have Murdoch. Murdoch Returns. And Harry. <sighs> Who's playing Harry? Harry is played by Michael O'Keefe. Okay. Do you know who that is? I don't. Danny Noonan from Caddyshack. Oh, okay. Who is about 12 years older than Jack. So uh, it's yeah, a flashback yeah, yeah. Uh, with young MacGyver. I'm pretty sure that that means that Harry is already gone. Okay. Um, but maybe we'll get, you know, it'll be a recurring situation with the with the flashbacks with Harry and young MacGyver when he's just instilling lessons. But I don't think Michael O'Keefe is going to play, you know, MacGyver's grandfather in a flashback and in the present. Right, right, right. So I feel like there, the implication there is that Harry has already passed away. But either way, he's going to be become a part of the show next week we also on the imdb page had uh, a scene with cassian which if you'll recall from last season yeah. was murdoch's son's name yeah i saw that he was in the credits and i didn't see him in the episode well there's a there's a scene that was deleted from the script um, i don't know if i should say too much about it just because of the spoilery nature of it okay but it, it's a conversation between maddie and cassian I'll, okay. I'll say that much um and apparently the scene was shot originally for this episode but it seems like uh, it may have been it potentially could have been the tail of this episode mm-hmm. and then it was going to lead into the the events of the yeah. next episode but maybe it just got remixed into the next episode but um but yeah i enjoyed this episode i think uh it was well written and it was well directed and there's some legitimately funny stuff back and forth with all these characters yeah. I, I laughed out loud multiple times in this episode mostly jack yeah jack, like, well he's all george Eads is just always on top of his game and so but i i, I laughed out loud at, at macgyver like kind of giving up on talking to vera too mm-hmm. it, it reminded me of that bit from the uh the um the elia baskin episode where he was like i wasn't even born like yeah. when, when they're fighting like it was just really solid comedic delivery from lucas till which a lot of the time he doesn't even get the opportunity to joke around yeah um uh i also like when the after the bomb goes off 
Mac and Jacko, like Jacko's, like that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just get up and like chest bump each And he other. does a cool spin move with Cage too that I couldn't mm. believe she didn't just fall over afterwards. Yeah, well, like, you can watch, you can see that she's desperately trying to cover her uh, her dress, her, her dress from yeah. going up. Yeah, because um, I, I feel like I feel like some of the stuff that George each does. Is, is, is without does, warning. Yeah, or is without warning. Yeah. Like, when he comes around the corner and her hair blows into his face. He's like, and, and you, Yeah, stuff like that. Like, little bits like that are really funny to me. Yeah. Um, because, but yeah, yeah the, you can have fun on the show. It doesn't need to be... 100% serious all yeah. the time. But, yeah. um, yeah. It's good, good stuff. I think that's about it for uh, Roulette, Wheel, and Wire. If you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter, at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash phoenixfoundationpodcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Reboot Season 2, Episode 4, X-Ray and Penny, uh, which doesn't look like it has the actress who's been playing Penny Parker on this episode, so it might just be a regular Penny. Um... But we hope. You never know. We hope that it will be Penny Burger. Also, I see a character called Halloween Trick or Treat Kid, so this may be our Halloween episode for the year because it was kind of a, uh, a running thing in the, on the original series that every Halloween episode would start with a shot of kids walking down the street in costumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so we may have our Halloween episode coming up next week. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. Uh, the, those were always the most interesting... Yeah. Weird episodes. Well, Halloween with Murdoch is always fun. So, mm. um, but yeah, because we had the Halloween episode with Murdoch. Right, yeah, Halloween Nights. Yeah, it's a really solid episode. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, that's about it for us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you.